I do want to bring up a couple of these news items that I posted, specifically... Trouble with the Actually, the, the, the really relevant one is, at, in context of our show, none of us have shared our feelings about Cade 6, the Cade 6 reveal, and none of what? us have... What? What? What happens to Cade 6? <laughs> okay, well, this is going to be great. No, this is going to be great, Nick. If you're not Hold keeping on. up on on trailers that Bungie releases themselves, this is going to be great to get your Are raw reaction. So I'm not right going to say anything. We're going to stop. Are we recording right now? Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely we're recording. This is pre-show ja- jargon. I'm going to open up the show now, and we're going to jump into news, and we're going to get Nick's raw reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. <clears throat> yes, I'm excited for this. Nick I does purposely, not. I purposely don't watch trailers because I don't want to ruin the game for me. Because okay, that just being like said, movies th- people that... release movie trailers and it shows half the movie and all the good shit, and you're like, okay, what's the point of watching it now? Let me just ask you then, Nick. Do do you want me to an, initiate a spoiler warning and then ask you to take your headphones off during those spoilers because <laughs> our our podcast. A lot of Destiny podcasts are like they try to avoid spoilers for the listeners, but there are some casts out there that are like, no, nah, dude, we just want to know everything that's coming, everything that's happening, and I'm mm, kind of that drop guy. Drop it like it's hot. I'll drop it like it's hot. All right, Nick said it here first. You heard it here first, guys. Here we go. Go in dry. Go in dry. Oh, I missed the other, the other way that you approached things. Going in dry. <laughs> okay. Well, you can do a little. <laughs> I don't want a hock a loogie. No, here we go. All right, guys, you ready for this? Here we go. Welcome. No? Ready? You ready? You holding on to your kid six? Hold on to him dearly. The news is going to be serious. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Welcome, Guardians, to the Nerds of Destiny, the podcast that dives deep into every essential part of your addiction. Or that one game, you know, we said it here before, Destiny. Anyway... I'm your host, Blue Streak, and with me today is a full cast of the Nerds of Destiny. Uh, down in the corner there, we've got Thanatos, DB87. In the upper corner there, we've got um, Oni111. And in the upper right echelon on my screen, we've got Doozer. Hello. Anyway... Anyway, like we said in our pilot episode, guys, it's it's a game-centric, specific episode about Destiny. We're fans of Destiny. We chose this platform. You guys may know us from Nerdentials Media, but we decided that we talked so much about that game that we should stop irritating our Nerdentials fans and create a separate channel for this kind of chatter. So... Here we are with episode two, where we're going to jargon on about all the current updates with Destiny 2, current updates with the Solstice of Heroes, and a few juicy tidbits on what we are going to expect in September with the Forsaken expansion. That being said, gentlemen, how has your week in Destiny been? I guess to, to kind of direct the whole conversation let's throw it over to matthew he this is his your first appearance sir on the nerds of destiny episode 
episode yes, two. Offic- officially on the Nerds of Destiny. Um, it's been good. Um, I've helped a few people with uh, getting their whisper last week, two weeks. Um, I got mine a few, three weeks ago when it first popped out. And yeah, so now I'm just working on my Solstice Armor and we're good to go. Very nice, sir. Very nice. Um, up above us, Oni, how has your week in Destiny been since the new events? Good. Doing about the same. Grinding it out and helping people with the whisper. <laughs> that, that whisper. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Good stuff, good stuff. Thanatos, how has things been going this week? I've never played the game. I'm just joking. Uh, things have been going good. Just been <laughs> grinding through that uh, Solstice of Heroes or Heroes of Solstice or whatever whatever it's called. You, Solstice yeah, of Heroes. You all know. Yeah, the, <laughs> the grind of doom. I think it's right. a good grind, though. It's, it's actually working it, towards something, though, instead of it just being just like the same old strikes and stuff over and over and over again. You're actually having to go into... I'm not going to lie. I think it's Bungie trying to appease us, and it feels like busy work to me. Let the salt get tossed. I'm I'm not trying to toss salt. I'm enjoying it, and it's putting a new light on old parts of the game that we've already played repeatedly. Um, But it's... They've added challenge to it. I don't think I'm wrong by saying that it's busy work to keep us busy while they're uh, figuring out the the ins and outs in the next drop. The you're not, you're not wrong. Making sure that it's not going to be bad by the time it drops. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm okay with that because I'm a completionist and this gives me a chance to be the completionist that I am deep down in my black, black heart. You know, what makes me sad Along about the this. whisper. <laughs> it, what makes me sad about this is I, I also feel like I'm a completionist, sir. And I, I recently looked at, um, I'll put a, a link down in the description for you guys, but on This Week at Bungie, they showcased a content creator, uh, forgive me, I, I forgot his name, but he uh, created destinylists.com, where you can link your Bungie account to it, and it's kind of like, yes? It, it's .net.com, sorry. Bungie.net, but the Destiny List is .com, isn't it? No, it's DestinyList.net. Um, I'm pulling it up, and it's DestinySets.com. Sorry, DestinySets.com. Oh. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. You're good. Um, so, like I said, the link will be down below. You guys can link your Bungie account to it, and it's kind of like a teaser for what Bungie will release when they release collections, which is... You'll be able to look in your inventory and look at all the lists of things that have come out before, things that you've currently collected. And, um, but this guy's just a content creator, you know, and he went in and did this himself. He created this website. Um, you can link your account and it shows you like all your progress. Um, you can click on the, uh, you know, Solstice of Heroes armor sets each piece and look at the exact number of orbs you need to collect, stuff like that. Um, so it's really cool and, but also really saddening for someone who may have skipped out during the months of November and December, 
I'm looking at season one stuff, season two stuff, and I'm like, wow, I did not get a whole lot of these. <laughs> so it's really it's mildly disheartening, but also kind of cool as far as the future goes for Destiny because you can kind of see I what like, to shoot for. Lynn? I like seeing all the check boxes, mm. the green check marks. I there. bet you <laughs> like seeing all those check marks. <laughs> I I thought I had like a quite a good collection and then I go back through there and I see like a lot of things still like not highlighted and I'm like great that's just awesome. You're like look at all those I, things I was, missed. There there was one thing on there that kind of tripped me out. It says that I don't have the Manana, but I linked it to you like from my inventory in Discord hmm. the other day. But yet well, in it's... the collection it says that I don't have it. It's not a perfect system. I mean, it's it's an it's a guy like either of us, you know, doing it on his own time, creating this website. It's not officially released by Bungie, so it. But it is kind of cool just to kind of see, sort of a ballpark of what you have or don't have. Um, right. Bungie will be adding collections, come uh, September fourth. I think is the official update for collections, at least. Um. Anyway, nope. a lot of cool stuff, but... Where are you going to put that website so we can do that? Oh, I'm going to put it down in the description of this YouTube video and podcast. And probably our uh, our Discord for our fans. Yes, thank you for shouting that out. Go click on that Discord link, guys, and join the conversation. Don't do it. It's a trap. I mean, what? Hopefully reverse psychology works, <laughs> uh, Doozer. I really hope so. Anyway... Right. His his new name is Akbar. There's <laughs> <laughs> a trap. Anyway, so yeah, my week's kind of been a, a bit of the same as you guys, just kind of grinding through that armor. I haven't hit the blue armor yet. I'm only two little objectives away. I've got to get 27 super kills in the crucible. That takes a little little bit of time, uh, but mayhem is happening next week for all you guys that are not super sweaty in the crucible. You guys can uh, get in on that suit on those super kills next week uh, with mayhem. Um, and then I think, Bloody. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the description they use. Like like sweaty balls. Mayhem's not too sweaty though. It's no no no. That's my point. Is mayhem is very like your supers regenerate at a much faster rate power weapons are available much more frequently so your ability to get super kills in mayhem is very accessible during and that playlist I should just annoying yes yes for some true <laughs> I was gonna say though I could sign into your you know account blue streak and <laughs> just go ahead and get them for you <laughs> You know what? If you've got that extra time, dude, you're welcome to help me out with that. <laughs> now that we've covered our, our introductions, what we've been up to this week, um, shall we get into a little bit of news? News. You know, I've got a few bit, bits of news um, as I drop my phone. <laughs> hmm? That was the uh, proverbial mic you were going to drop here oh. in a minute. All right, guys. Well, Doozer stepped out for merely a moment, but he is fully up to date with most of the news. So we'll just fill you guys in on some of our thoughts on currently what we have heard going on. 
So, one thing we didn't share, and I, I kind of want to get Matt's opinion on this. Um, we'll get it when he gets back. But as far as as far as Oni's and Thanatos' opinions, I'm very curious, guys, about how you feel about what they're doing with with Cade Six as far as the plot goes. Now, Thanatos, how up to date are you? Have you heard anything about what Bungie is doing with Cade Six? It sounded like I've, you didn't know. I've heard a little bit of it, um, and I've heard some some rumors of why it's happening. Okay. And uh, um, I just assume that we might see him later because, as you know, the number at the end of all the... the um, okay, so there's... Yeah, no, there's some interesting conversations because he's called Cade 6, and the way Exos work um, when being revived... Okay, so let's just throw this out there. Everyone knows already because everyone in the Destiny community has seen the trailer for the plot reveal that Bungie dumped on us. Um, and we didn't get to share our feelings at the moment, but I gotta say, I felt truly uh, devastated on an emotional level because I hunt her main, and I, you know what, Lynn, shake your head all you want if you don't feel that way. But, but I felt mildly emotional about the fact that Cade 6 gets shot straight in the head uh, by Aldrin. And wait, 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 wait. After his ghost gets shot. Yes, after his ghost gets shot, which means he can't be revived. At at least, okay, so, like, that's what we all saw. So, for me, I was, I was really, like, kind of getting upset about it, watching it. Um, and then I've gone over the last few weeks of listening to people's reactions and, and theories of what they think may or may not happen. And yes, there's the, unfor- there's the little theories of well what about cage seven you know because exos do have the ability to be i get rebooted yeah rebooted now lynn do you know the uh official lore behind how that works for exos when they come back with an added number because i know it's not okay they they lose portions of their memory which is why Cade six has no recollection of his son or his you know previous family and that's you know his stashes the little bits of lore that you get from the stashes hints towards those old memories because he left notes within the stashes so that he would remember and when you do when you do get rebooted that's why if you ever go over and stand next to banshee 99 or whatever no banshee he like randomly banters on and then like at the end of it he'll go or i'm just making it up or something like that he goes <laughs> I, I can't i can't remember exactly right uh, that that's what he says and he's just randomly going on about something from the past right or uh what's her face from future war cult if you go to her she lakshmi mm-hmm. yeah she tries to remember stuff from the past and she has different timelines there and people think that it's because of vex time manipulation for her yeah possibly but but it is yeah it makes sense as far as like exos being rebooted as far as dying and that kind of thing now unfortunately the interesting thing about this um there's a couple interesting points about nathan fillion doing the voice acting 
and, and rumors about not knowing really what they're going to do. Now, now the um, the main producers or, or lead guys over <clears throat> at Bungie for Forsaken <clears throat> have told us repeatedly, um, or has told the press repeatedly and fans that no, this isn't a trick. He is dead. He's not coming back. There is no Cade Seven. They've sure. they've you know they've made all these statements, and yes, that that could be a little trick of the hand in it in a you know maybe a year three of Destiny Two or Destiny. You know, there's things they could still do that that may change, but for right now, they're very firmly trying to convince you know the fan base that. This is a, this is a solid thing that's not going to change at least for the plot of Forsaken, and I truly do believe that we're probably not going to see him come back at least during the expansion of Forsaken. It is possible they could bring him back in a storyline after that, you know. Um, Bungie has a ten-year contract with Activision, so there's there still is a Destiny three in development, and who knows they could work some sort of um, spin metal <laughs> storyline into bringing him back, but for all intents and purposes, they killed his ghost. They killed him, and Nathan. And on a side note, I'll put a link down in the description. But um, a recent article, and I don't remember what what um, community player pointed this out. But um, at the summit, when Bungie invited a bunch of players out there for feedback purposes, you know, like a month ago, and to play uh, Gambit and those other modes, um, they heard Gambit's voice in the gameplay, and someone pointed out that it didn't sound like Nathan Fillion. And sure enough, a news article came out shortly after that saying that it was actually Nolan North that voiced Cade <clears throat> Six in this expansion, and it was—it's purely because Nathan Fillion said he was busy with current projects and couldn't, you know, fit it into his schedule during the production of this. And that seems a little far-fetched. I want your quick opinions on this because Forsaken's been worked on, has been being worked on at least a year, for over a year. So it makes you, we understand, they they start development way in advance. So how could they not somehow squeeze Nathan Fillion in here? But in one in an interview with Nathan Fillion, he was very honest about just, he, it didn't sound like he was making up fluff or anything. He just simply stated, I'm involved with several projects right now and I, I just couldn't make it. And he expressed that he was a little sad that he couldn't do that. I and in the rec- in a trailer that just dropped last week showing the the legendary collection or, or or the ultimate edition or whatever it is for 60 bucks which gets you the base game all the DLC and Forsaken for 60 bucks they showed a little bit of additional scenes of him talking to Aldrin as he's dying on the ground and he says, I can't, he like mumbles something like, I can't hear you, you gotta come closer or something, before Aldrin puts the final bullet in his head. And I could tell that was Nolan North talking and not Nathan Fillion. Nolan North is an incredible voice actor. It still sounded good, 
but I'm still very saddened as a fan of Nathan Fillion and a fan of Cade Six. So I'm done rambling for a moment. What do you guys think about the, the voice change and the fact that they killed him? That they're killing him off. Oni, uh, my it, it kind of sucks that they did it before the reboot. Like if they were going to bring him back, that they had Nolan North come in as still Cade Six as opposed to Cade Seven. But right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's. I guess it is what it is. I tweeted. I tw- I recently personally tweeted Nolan North and Nathan Fillion saying, you know, I respect the hell out of Nolan North, but I am sad as hell that Nathan Fillion is not doing the voice acting for him. So that that was my position. I, I think that Nathan Fillion is more of the persona for Cade than Nolan, because Cade seems like. Nathan Fillion's personality. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's Nathan Fillion with an exo well, I mean, mask on, basically. Like, I, I mean, if you go back and you look at all of his characters from everything he's been in, it's it's his personality. It's his persona. Mm-hmm. And that's the the manifestation of Cade is pretty much him. Yeah. Danatos thoughts. Um. I, I just personally think it points towards people abandoning ship a little bit. Um, I, I the rumors are kind of saying that <laughs> re- reaffirm that statement. The rumors are kind of saying that Nathan left. Uh, he, he was. Those are news to me. Yeah, and and like I said, they're rumors. There's no backing sure. there, but. Um, but I, I just personally think it might be a changing of the guard um, because there is a lot of characters that they kind of push back. So there might be a reason for it. It might have nothing to do with Nathan Fillion trying to get out of a contract or anything like that. It could have anything to do with people. They, they realize people are kind of upset. You introduced characters to us that we haven't seen. So an obvious way to do that is to replace a loved character with another character you've been asking for. So let's yeah. say Nathan Fillion bows out with Cade Six being killed, and it brings the stranger to take his place because she's a hunter. Um, and heavily connected with Anna Bray, obviously. Uh-huh. Any of you lore fans out there that have been keeping up to date? Elsa, <laughs> Elsa Bray. And, and just as a side note, as a father of three girls, isn't that funny? That their names are Anna Bray and Elsa Bray, kind of awkward. And all of the, uh, <laughs> all of the thrall and everything, all the hive are all iced over. Yes, all the all the enemy creatures are iced over. Isn't that weird? <laughs> what kind of connection were they making there? But no, I agree with you. I agree with you, man. But as far it, as yeah, go ahead. Can can I? You guys saw it coming, though, didn't you? What part? With the Cade uh, Six himself, or with with uh, the Jack killing Cade Six? No, dude. Like you must they, okay. be a lot deeper the, in the lore than me. They they hinted towards something going on with the quest within Destiny Two called "Enemy of My Enemy." 
Refresh my memory. Where did that take place? That that, that is the one where you're going through on when it's when you're forced to do an adventure quest and you go in and you get to the end where you're supposed to steal these power cells for Cade. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at yeah. the end there, there is a, a knight, a hive knight, and a fallen captain fighting each other. Yeah. And if you kill, if you kill the hive knight and you leave the captain alive, the captain turns to you almost to thank you and then just teleports away. There's also two more that have been introduced that are also hunters that we haven't even thought of other than the stranger. Eris Morn. Everyone thinks she's a warlock. She's not. She's a hunter. Yeah. Is she? Oh, I yeah. really didn't know what she was. Yeah, they didn't really tell you in the gameplay on Destiny 1, but if you read the lore. Oh. Uh, okay. And Anna Bray is technically a hunter. Yeah. I can see that, though. She kind of wears, you know, there, the outfit hey, for it, too. There is also the hunter from uh, the... Iron Lord's expansion from Destiny One. You remember doing Iron? You remember doing Iron Banner in Destiny One? The hunter that came. I'm trying to remember her name. I can't remember her name this, either. It's been too long, dude. For me, I'd but, but tail end of D One for me. They, they did. They did do an Iron Lord's expansion at the end of D One, mm-hmm. and there's still not an Iron Lord's expansion for D Two. They could also. Do you think there's? In- go- Sorry, go ahead. And the queen. There's a lot of theories that that Aldrin is actually trying to to fight because they never concluded they never concluded her death. She's not. That's what I. That's what I was getting. Yes, that's my point. Lynn's making that point too. Yeah, they never concluded her death. So, and the way Aldrin delivers. Hold on, if you guys watch the trailer. I'll put a link in the description of our episode. When Aldrin goes to shoot at Cade, it's almost like a a regretful kill. He does this. He goes... He closes his eyes as he pulls the trigger to kill Cade. Almost like he doesn't want to, but Cade's in the way. And to get to whatever he's trying to do, get his sister back or whatever it is. Go ahead, Sorry. that's That's what I was getting at with that quest. The enemy of my enemy. Okay. That, okay, so in in D one, the the you know the queen and Aldrin were friends with the fallen, okay, and they were always trying, they were always utilizing the fallen. The fallen were their friends, okay. What do you think these fallen that Cade's locked up are? They're prob they probably mm-hmm. need them to re manifest the queen. Right. There's some rumors, and I don't know the full lore behind it, but that possibly Marasov could be taken. No, no longer like a purebred Awoken anymore. Like by the time we see her, maybe. Like, you know well, what I mean? That's getting thrown man- around. She she manifested into pure light. Yeah. And then she leads you through a lot of quests as pure light. Hmm. So I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know if I'd go too far into the she's taken now. 
No, not necessarily. I'm just it's just one of those wild theories of what we of what we might see. Yeah. You know, like maybe Aldrin isn't doesn't end up being the big bad at you know, in the either, um the raid either, either of the Forsaken. Either that or she comes back because the way Aldrin's going about it is all wrong and she shuts Aldrin down. Possibly. Um Doozer, you had something? I was gonna say that don't they bring up the fact that uh, at one point, you have to go into the darkness to come into the light. That gets repeated a couple times, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, there's some fine details in that. And, like, notes that I didn't put down here today, but there's some interesting, interesting things that could come out of that. So anyway, Doozer has joined us. Let's just briefly get your feeling on his death as being something Bungie promoted as happening and the fact that Nathan Fillion is not voicing him for the last few moments that we have with this character. What are your feelings, sir? I feel that it's a... It is a travesty that he's going to be dying. And I think that it will be him completely being gone from the game. Because um, what the trailer leads up to it just seems like it's... <sighs> a blow to the the Vanguard. He was the uh, solar light... He's our hun- he's our inspiration as a hunter, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but there's you've got uh, Bray. It's also a hunter now. That could take his place. We all mentioned that as being <laughs> kind of like an exciting possibility. Good point, sir. Yes. Um, or the fact that the Paris. if you if you play as a hunter that you yourself become part of the vanguard. True. I true, think true, that true. could be a possibility. Uh, we also hinted at maybe the stranger. As possible replacements mm-hmm. or or something they could bring up after the Forsaken expansion. It was just like theories or ideas. I think you, there might... Well, no, obviously. I, I don't think she's dead, and I believe that she's going to come back at some point in Forsaken because she, I believe, in the, if you get all of the, um, in D1, all of the ghosts, I believe it is mentioned that she knows Cade 6 from way back. She's a time traveler, dude. We know that. And the fact that, who knows, maybe maybe she might possibly take her place, take his place. But I think more or less she comes back just to kind of guide you, like she did in D one, as far as like where you have to go, kind of a thing. Right. I, I don't think she's. I'd, I'd like to add to Matt's point that both of them are technology experts. He steals it, but she creates it. <laughs> yeah. 
Good points. Um, hey guys, this there's a lot to cover, and it's been a while since we've recorded an episode, so I wanted to get those initial thoughts out. Um, does anyone have any concluding thoughts as as far as the revelation for plot and lore before we jump into like game gameplay updates? Anything? Any anything? Any additional comments? I believe that with hunting down these guys, excuse me, apologies. Um, I believe that it, it's going to be having to do with the raid that comes out later on as well. Yes. I think uh, at least a it's going to be raid boss one, two, and three, so to speak, kind of a thing. But or six. Or, or six. six. There's, it, it, when we'll talk about that. What it, what it, what it kind of what it kind of sets it up for is kind of like going back to like oh. a, like a vault of glass to where you actually had to beat like a certain boss to go forward and forward and forward instead of just you know like type type type. Uh, <laughs> Me, me with the facial expressions, Nick with the typing of the keyboard. It's uh, all just, good. Like, I, like, we're, we're tracking. Mm-hmm. Look, with the Leviathan raid, you don't really have bosses. It's more or less just like certain it's situations you have heavy. to clear. Yeah, It's mechanic heavy, yeah. Um, trials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you so go. many people want trials back. Bungie, are you listening? Everyone wants that. I never got to play it. Me neither, Nick. Me neither. All right. Anything else, Doozer? Are you concluding? No, that's conclusion. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine, dude. Um, Doozer had to step way mid-conversation in the news update of that, so now that we are all caught up on the kids' six of it all, the emotional experience of it all, let's, uh, let's pull out of the news now. Um, only other thing I wanted to mention, we all, I'll post links in our episode description, but we do have confirmation that for at least one of your characters, there will be a level boosting engram of sorts, kind of like they did in D1, where if you're new to the game, you can get, and here's the cool kicker, you can not only get your character, <laughs> Oni, you're like shaking your head with shame, Come on now. I'll get your thoughts in, in just a second here because I'm curious of why you're shaking your head. But we're going to get a booster for new players that that pay 60 bucks for all four of these things. You know, the base game, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, and Forsaken come September 4th. 60 bucks gets you everything to catch you up. And then right when you jump in, I know. I, I get where you're shaking your head. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel the same way. If you're a new player, experience this crap. At least play one character through the story of it. And I agree. I I see that's why you're shaking your head. Because this booster... Hold on, Doozer. This booster allows you to not only max level your character to the cap of currently 30, but it also lets you bypass the mission requirements and lets you just jump right into Forsaken. 
that is a small, for me, a personal misstep as far as like lore and story is concerned. I feel like if you're a brand new player, make it a little easier on them, but but make those make those turds play through the storyline. <laughs> Hold on. Doozer had his hand up for half a second. Did I fulfill your point, Doozer? No? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to comment that I'll use it on my uh, Warlock because it's still only like a level 20. <laughs> like, I, like, like I've told Thanatos, I have never played a Titan. I will level up my Titan with that. <laughs> now, That's exactly what I was going to get at. Thanatos, go ahead. I am a Titan. Go ahead. No, 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 get it. Make go. your point. Make your go. point, Thanatos. Go ahead. He was trying to say something. Go ahead. No, he, he, I know. He had a point to make over all of ours. Go ahead. Finish your point. I was going to say, I am a Titan player above all else. Yes, you and are. And everyone talks about playing Hunter. Everyone talks about playing Warlock and all this. This gives the chance that a people that have dedicated all their time to Hunter and actually played through the game, or people that have played Titan all the way through, to actually be able to jump in and not feel so useless starting from the beginning with these, these character types and saying, yeah. you know what? I'm a level 30 Hunter. I'm going to be able to try this and figure it out and not be so far behind everyone else that I'm playing with. <clears throat> I felt the same way with D1 because I, I, I got I one of those end, I got one of those boosters yeah. after the Taken King expansion. Go ahead, conclude. Thanatos, anything else about that? It's, I waited till the end of D1 to start playing. And I got oh, all those animals. I played mm -hmm. one character all the way through. I ground and ground and ground till I got to where I wanted to. Then I'm like, you know what? I want to try the other characters. I had the boosters, so I had two different boosters for light levels. Crazy. I, I boosted up my Warlock, and I boosted up my Hunter. And I played all of them. I wouldn't have done that otherwise. I wouldn't have wasted the time. I would have just played my Titan. So that for you, it was helpful, and you appreciated that option. Okay, Oni111, go ahead. <laughs> Spiel your thoughts. Okay. Now, for us players that have actually played through all three classes and leveled each class up... Well, no, 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 you can go check my freaking stats. I'm not, dude, no, no, like, no, no, no. I'm doing no, quotation marks as like a sarcastic thing, remark. I respect my, the amount of time you've put in. Go ahead. Thing, my thing is, you need to play it from level one and level it all the way up to understand how your class works. You can't just jump on a warlock in war, in freaking WoW and get max level in WoW and be a professional warlock player or even know how to do a you know a dungeon or a raid. You're, yes. You'll be trash. You'll be mm -hmm. trash. But I, I understand that. Dude, hold on. Okay. I just wanted him to finish the point. Go ahead, dude. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I, I, I lost. You're good. Just go on. No, there. no, that was your point. You, you feel like a new player needs to experience it one time through, at least one time through. Go well, ahead, no, I mean, even, no? even if it, even if it's the new class, you need to learn how to play the class from the beginning. Okay. I mean, if okay. you get, if you get, yeah. if you get everything handed to you right at the beginning. Okay. You're not going to understand how things synergize. You're not going to understand what things at what point of what fight you're going to need to use as opposed to other things or what pieces right. of gear work better for certain instances and what doesn't. Right. That would that would make okay. sense to me 
if they made different storylines for each class, but they don't. It's the same exact storyline, and I'm not going to waste my time playing the exact same storyline over and over again. In in D1, they had specific storylines for each class. Oh, they did? Sorry, dude. I am so fresh out of the water with D1. So okay, with D one when they when they brought out the Night Stalker, when they brought out the the hammers, when they brought out because um, you could only have two things in, yeah, in vanilla Destiny. You can only play as a blade dancer and a gunslinger as a hunter. You can only play as a void walker and a sunslinger as a warlock and a striker and a Sentinel. Sentinel, yes. Um, but I don't think it was called Sentinel back in D1. It was, but Defender. It was Defender. Defender, yeah. Um, so when they brought in those three other classes, you actually had to play through each one of those characters. Like, each one of my characters is what they are currently because yeah. I actually played all through the main campaign in D2. Yes, but they're, they're they're top level twenty. They were if you, if I go back to D one, they're all level four hundred in D one. Well, here, here's the thing though, the the only part that was different was those specific subclasses. To get the Hammer of Dawn, you had to go through the Hammer of Dawn missions to get those. No, I, and even if you leveled instantly with the thing before, well, you still well. had to do those missions to unlock those. When, when, okay hold, 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 hold up before all the when, chaos ensues. No, when, Go when, ahead. Destiny 1, when Destiny 1 first dropped, you could only pick one subclass. So if you started a Titan and you picked Striker, you could only go Striker. You had to go through the storyline to unlock the Defender Titan. All the way to the end? Hold on. All the way to the, the end? To a, cer- to, to a certain point, you had to go through and learn that subclass. And then when you got to the next one, you had to level up that subclass. And it mm-hmm. actually, you'd go through the ring and level up the ring and you'd get that new ring and they would explain that power. Yep. Just just the way, the exact same way the weapons and the armor worked in Destiny 1 was you had to level up the ring, then you got the power, and then your quartermaster within the tower, explained how to use that power once you got back to it. Yep. So there was a lengthier progression in experiencing the different subclasses. That's what you're saying? Yes. You, yeah. you weren't you actually, like, just, thrown into... You didn't just get the action... Like, in D2, you didn't just get the action point and get the skill. Okay. You actually had to go to Zavala as a titan, talk to him, and he explained it. Huh. Like okay. playing from right, 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 right. There, and there, there was no explanation about it, and people were upset at that. Okay. And then they changed it come House of the Fallen or whatever. When they put out the first level boost, the spark, the first, what was it, level 20 or whatever, mm-hmm. they put those sparks out that you could jump straight to 20. When right. the House of the Fallen came out. So you skipped all of that and just totally ignored it. Huh. Crazy. Like, 
and that and that's that's what's kind of frustrating me with this thing that they're putting out right now where you can get all the expansions and everything for all of us who actually paid for you know vanilla d2 and then got the other two expansions and played through them and they're just getting you know i don't that's another another topic like three of my three of my good friends are waiting specifically till they drop it and say hey here's all the expansions packs you don't have to wait for the next one and all this i waited that for destiny one i specifically waited for that because i did not want to have to wait for a year and a half for them to come out the next next booster for it i wanted to be able to play the game from start to finish without having to wait and i understand some people like to do that and there's nothing wrong with that. It, but if you're a hardcore Destiny player, like with vanilla Destiny 1, I a lot of people don't understand the struggles of level 29. I know, dude. And here's the uh, thing. On a, on a quick side note, like I I bypassed the 29, the light, the level 29 struggle. Me personally, I bypass I bypass that because I wasn't there for that, and Lynn probably that knows does, what I'm talking about. Huh? I was saying Lynn probably knows oh, what I'm talking. Or I mean, dude. sorry. Okay, no, no, on a quick sorry. side note, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> on a on a complete side note, um, I was living in Nevada with this fool. I remember. Okay. <laughs> Not fool. Twenty one one one. I was living in Nevada. Months before Destiny 1 dropped, I heard his excitement. I heard that he pre, you know, pre-ordered. I knew that I was there the night he was waiting for it to drop. And his brother-in-law, shout out to another Joe out there. I won't, <laughs> I won't say his whole name. He was waiting too. Both those two bros were waiting for the drop of Destiny 1. Mind you, the base game. While I was in Nevada living with with this Mr. Oni 111. And I wanted to be a part of that, but also, yeah, tied up with life, this, that. I didn't really fully realize how cool this game was until a year later when the expansions started coming in, you know. So that's the thing. So, like, bottom line, there's there's different levels of... Ownership, you guys can raise your hands. Oni and Doozer, as far as ownership of being like the you know the early adopters, and there's still passion behind the secondary adopters. That doesn't make well, us any less. That's what about the game. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Thanatos and Blue Streak were the second the secondary generation adopters of this game. We came in much later in the game. But we still took an equal amount of passion with where where we were allowed to enter into. So, I mean, you know what? Let's <clears throat> doozer. You want to say something real quick? Go ahead. I, I tried to get you guys into that game when it before it even came out, and you, you know what? Li- uh, you know what? Oni <laughs> did the same thing for me because I was living with him at the time. Hey. Like, I was hyped for this game. Like, I love Bungie as a company. And when they I, dropped hey, D1, like, I hey, was... No, no. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. We're no, all no. Halo. No, no, no. We're all Halo partners here. <laughs> Doozer. 
What? I I was opening night at at GameStop for this game for Xbox 360. I played it for the first three months when it came out, and none of my friends played it, so I dropped off. Oh, this is a very I, I, dark, I, sad story I right almost, now. I almost missed Emmett's birth because I was getting the game. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you this bastard. Game, yeah, this game almost completely passed me by because this is a social game. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a first-person shooter, it but it's a very, very today. social game. It is. And it's... I'm sorry, it's not fun unless you have friends to play it with. And all my friends and didn't freaking play it with me. Well, at the time, okay, hold on. there in were my, problems. In my excuse, when they dropped the Xbox One version, I went to Xbox One. That's the only reason oh. I couldn't play with you. Regardless, let's not, let's not uh, muddy it, this episode with semantics about console choices and next-gen choices, because, yes, Bungie released the game during mid-console release. Come on, let's not be crazy. We've got a PlayStation guy up here in the upper corner. I know, I know. And but the three of us are Xbox. Let's hey, not let's not he, bring in that. He let's has not. the 360, so he could have had both copies. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to fault him. I'm not going to fault him for choosing Sony, because there are a lot of fantastic exclusives well, for Sony. When they when they first did it, if you picked one, you were stuck with the one. Yes, that is very I know, true. I know, I know. And and when you uh, hey. switched from like uh, old gen to new gen, if you went to new gen, you couldn't go back to old gen. Okay, no. I have to moderate slightly here because we are the only Hold reason on. why I felt the only reason why I got defensive. Is it felt like I was being told because I didn't grind from day one to infinity. No, 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 no. no. That I was okay. loser. Hold up, hold up. Thanatos wants to express his feelings. Hold okay, on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go. And, and that's that's the way it was coming across that we're less of players because we didn't grind from day one. We, I had other shit I was doing. Me too. Yeah. But I'm also regretful, and I don't think they're that hateful. Well, see, so let's I, let's spread the field here. Go my, ahead. My thing is, I don't feel you're less of a player. I feel you don't ex- you didn't experience things the way that we did, and right. you know, going into D two the way that you did, you you don't see it as you experience things that others will not experience by doing that jump well here's the thing though i make it a habit because i'm in the software industry yeah i'm in the software industry that i wait for a while after new software comes out to make sure they work out all the kinks all the bugs everything that's even with games okay i don't buy Mm -hmm. the game try to buy the game when it first comes out because they're gonna have server issues they're gonna have issues trying to get everything off the ground i don't want to have to wait through that the game should be complete when i pick it up I see an I agree with you, Thanatos, but so here, there are three here, of us that are not on the hold, same playing field as you. Hold, hold on. My thing is, is Go ahead. are you gonna wait until WoW has released their final expansion to actually play WoW? No, I, I was a beta tester for WoW and they destroyed the game and I'll never touch it again. <laughs> That's a completely but, different topic. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. But see, you were there for the experience. 
and that's that's what in I'm the beginning. At. We were, yeah. Yes. yeah, we were there. We were there for the experience. That's yes. That's, that's you know they you. But I expect more out of Bungie. All of the little, the little bumps and struggles. You can't hold on. You can't just hold on. You can't just ex- it, like blame Bungie for any of this. No. You also have to go with Activision on this because Activision is more of the like. Sorry. They are no less of a player than I am. I'm, I'm right. Not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I've experienced all the ups and downs with the game, and I still enjoy it. Okay. And Lynn is a... I just want to speak upon Lynn's behalf that Oni111, Lynn, is a true Destiny fan, not Bungie fan, not Activision fan, but just a straight-up Destiny fan in that thick and thin, he's played the game regardless of its ups and downs. And I respect him completely of that. I don't want you to remove yourself from that position. I've also acknowledged the downs. I would like to point that out. Right. You're not ignorant. I'm not saying you're ignorant to the downsides of of the player base. And I respect that. Real quick, let's get a quick poll here. Doozer, go ahead and speak your mind real quick. I wasn't saying that you guys were any less of players either. Like, I don't... I wasn't trying to come to that as a cross. What right. I was trying to say, more or less, is the fact that when they bring out this like new, or this new um, level thing, to where they can just level up and not have to deal with any of like the bypassing story, mm-hmm. right? You don't understand what or how each character is going to maneuver i hate the warlock but i will still play a warlock through a story just so it will be you know at the end at what it should be at granted it's not you know like i said i'll use that little upgrade to like bump it up to level 40 or 30 or whatever the heck it is when they drop it but that's just for this game I went through the full D1 experience with that Warlock, and it just, you have struggles with each character. If you cannot play a character, then you're not going to use it as much. I can't use a Warlock. Like, Warlocks, uh, I, 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 I can't. I'm, I'm useless. Titans, when I I'm okay right. with... Hold, hold up, hold up. Yeah, right. When I started the game, I, I understand what you're talking about. When I started the game, I, I played to that first level of each character. I played Hunter first. I actually went Hunter first before Titan. I enjoyed it. I'm okay with that. Titan, I loved even more. It was just like, yeah, badass, awesome. Go with it. And then I got to I got to the <laughs> freaking Warlock. I got to that point after you, cl- after you clear that part and you're going through the hangar and you got to make your first jump, that little floaty shit. I'm like, nope, turn it off. I'm done. And I haven't gone past that. <laughs> it, Respect. I will it say this. Painful. Hold on. I will say this. With the warlock jump, you won't actually die from falls because you're still gliding down. <laughs> I haven't died from a fall. I... <laughs> Carrying somebody through the Whisper of the Worm quest on my Warlock. There you go. You know that. You know the room where it's got the little island in the middle, and you have to jump to the ledge right before the push blocks. 
Uh, I can clear that. I can clear from where you slide under to the first plunger, from there over the island all the way to the rocks with the sword equipped on my warlock. I, I <laughs> do that with uh, my Drempart, and it pissed Joe off. On a quick like, side like, note, have you guys watched? Have you guys watched? Side note, have you guys watched Spire of the Stars or or the other raid layer um, speed runs? Where all of them are equipping titans, and all of them are swiping their damn swords, and they're floating endlessly over the over the damn craters, and they're just yeah. cruising through it. Ten minutes. Anyway, this is quite a crazy tangent. Let's find a good spot to wrap up. Where are we at right now? We were just talking about the content <laughs> drops and how we feel. As veteran players versus new players. With the spark of light coming out. With the spark of light coming out. I did not realize that was going to be an episode unto its own. <laughs> it has its place. That's all I'm saying. Right. And here, and here's the thing. I think it's our job as veteran players to just encourage those new players that are utilizing that spark. Because we're going to use it on the second or third class that we're not maining. I know I am. I've never played a Titan. I'm going to use it. Lynn is on a different plane than me. He does all three classes. Can I get, like, some silver dust or something for it? Right? Yeah, the amount of of time you've put in, you should be rewarded with some... With some no 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 what's uh, bright dust you should be rewarded with bright dust because that's currently the um, the most no, used I, currency I, no, in Eververse. Like idea of getting silver. <laughs> yes, no no equally the same much. thing as silver yet. Yeah, equal to the amount of the game. Yeah, the that's coming the out. amount of time you've put into three separate characters, you should be given some silver for that. And I mean, all all of them are about the. Same light level too, so in all fairness, yeah, I'm, come on. I'm it, disgustingly oh, grossed out by that. But you know, you go, you go, you do you. <laughs> and I will say this: if you go onto Twitch and you watch people that are Destiny players, like King Gathalian, Bro, uh, Professor Broman, Giggs, uh, those guys, Broman, Giggs, they have PC characters, all three characters maxed out. They have. I'm PS4 personally upset characters. by this. They have their PlayStation <laughs> and PC. Char- they have six and, different characters no, maxed. And Xbox. And Xbox. They have. Don't even nine go there. I'm crying. I don't want to talk about it right now. Those kind of players, they get paid to play. They don't have a life other than playing the game. Exactly. Not necessarily. There's a hold on, Matt. Well, Doozer, there's a small there's a small point to make that they are streamers and we're not streamers in the sense that we don't get paid to do that. This is true. But if professor I could get paid Broman, to play video games all day, I would. He is you actually know, a college professor. Gathalian actually works for an uh, electric company. Hold up. On a side note, I'm not dismissing their credentials. I'm also not dismissing their credentials outside of playing this game. But as far as the community is concerned, all they all they know these people, all they know these players as is their streaming personalities. Right. So it makes sense that they have this many characters maxed out, and they have that much time to spend. 
Let's um, let's do a quick brush over. Okay, go ahead, Oni. You want to make a final point well, I, before we move well, said, on to other well, things? Let's speed it up. Move on. Yeah, let's roll this Sorry. bean footage. No, we're we're fine. So I'm not trying to piss people off. Now, in our introduction, we covered our solstice of heroes and what we've been doing. It's a, it's a grind. We covered the updates about Cade Six. Our feelings about that and where Forsaken is going to take the plot. Let's see. We've kind of covered the controversy of and then, updates and then new players. and Oh, yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You're fine. So we've covered our thoughts on the plot, the Forsaken update, the current update, the fact that it's a grind. To conclude our episode tonight, guys, we're going to dive a little bit into... The new supers coming in Forsaken, September 4th, of what each class is getting. Each subclass, three per class, Hunter, Warlock, and Titan, are each getting a unique super per subclass. So that's Solar Void and Arc. And we're going to briefly run across what those are and what they look like. And how excited we are about what that looks like. So, nine new supers, guys. Let's let's jump into the breakdown. Da, 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 da. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, real hey, quick. Actually, I have an idea. Go ahead. Matt, Joe, you guys are hunters by nature. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell Lynn, yeah. You're the warlock in our group, right? <laughs> no, he's no? a hunter. Are you a hunter? Oh, dude. Okay. I was going to say we break I, it up that way, but I, never mind. Right. Well, do what you want. I'm I'm a hunter and a titan. Oh, I'm a, I'm a titan. Snap. Okay. That being said, that being said, Nick, let's do this. We'll do war, we'll cover th- briefly what the warlock offers and whether or not that interests us, but let's cover titan and hunter because that's the mains of this group. So here we go. We're going to dive into Hunter first. So for the Arc Strider, kind of one of my main interests as of Destiny 2, we get the Way of the Current. Arc Strider, Way of the Current. So as far as the perks go that come along with that super, we have what's called the Tempest Strike. It's a melee ability that requires you to slide before unleashing it. But it delivers an uppercut that juggles enemies into the air and leaves a trail of arc energy behind. This is kind of interesting. So the slide that we're so commonly used to, you have to go into a slide to do this uppercut move, and then it leads a trail of arc. Now coming up, Doozer, go ahead. You had something to say? I was going to say it's about dang time that there's something that like comes out of the slide. Well, no, that the hunter oh. has, that the titan always has, and that's that freaking oh, shoulder like, bash, like the shoulder charge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yes. like, what yes. the hell? They we'll also did the, the flip flop of that, but we'll get to that later. <clears throat> we'll get to that shortly. Yes. So we got the tempest strike, which is a lot like the shoulder charge of the yeah, titans. And, and if you think about it, it's kind of cool. Um, the slide he summons his quintessential freaking staff of light, and kind of does this like. Uppercut with it and summons mm-hmm. it instantly, and it, then it disappears. And it's just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. 
It's a lot like the tractor cannon and its ability to launch its enemies. <laughs> yes. So, to unleash the Tempest Strike as often as possible, the perk Ebb and Flow will electrify any target you use an arc ability on. So that's fun. Punching electrified targets disorients them and provides grenade, melee, and dodge energy. That's always a plus. These, you guys gotta remember, these branches are very cyclical. You start with the first perk, and each one benefits mm-hmm. the previous one. Yep. So, while you're doing all that punching, the perk Lightning Weave will increase your reload speed anytime you punch an enemy, letting you finish off anything you don't kill with punches and a short burst of fire. Yeah, and um, this this actually very reminiscent of a titan because they actually have this perk built in already that as they punch it reloads their their weapon well every class has i think two of those it either reloads your weapon or it regenerates your melee am i right or wrong doozer wait what was that question I, I was going off something else well you waved your hand you can you can dismiss my question i mean do you boo so this kind of reminds me of Bungie to a T. If you go back to Halo 2 days in their multiplayer and you hit BXR, it was like a melee strike to the face. Right. You knock out their shield or majority of their health and then a few taps of the gun takes them out. Right. Yes. Let's really quick. I don't want to... I. On any other night, we would spend more time on these, but those were the perks. Let's cover the Whirlwind Guard. Yeah. The addition, the additional super. Wait, in is the Arc Strider it, a Jedi? <laughs> you would think. A freaking uh, Darth Maul, if you will, from Episode 1. The Whirlwind Guard modifies the Arc Staff super with a shield that you can activate by holding down the aim button while... Which, sorry, which deflects projectiles as you approach your target. Um, If you do manage to deflect a few bullets, your arc staff attacks will deal triple. This is ridiculous. Triple damage for a short amount of time. So your deflection mode, as you get closer to your enemy, amplifies your arc attack by triple the amount of damage. So that whole thing is bottom line pretty i love it it's they missed beautiful. out on a really cool finisher though here really they, they could have really they could have done the okay, spin and right it. at the end throw it ah, that that yeah that could have been something aka raiden wait what yeah Never mind. there's other there's there's <laughs> other guardians worthy of that move oh well no Oni? raiden as in like mortal Kombat. Never mind. anyway yeah. well, i caught you loser i caught you oh hold on only subclass not have a range attack <laughs> Only subclass not to have range attack. Yep. Ouch. Well, Gun- that's why we, and, guys. That's why here. that's why we have the gunslinger. And, and this new subclass gives you no sustainability. <sighs> and and you're squishy. And you oh. said I was bringing the salt. <sighs> all right, all right, all right, you salties. <laughs> Let's move on to the gunslinger way 
of a thousand cuts. That was this is salt. interesting. That was large flake freaking kosher salt. Just... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for um, you know ex- explaining that, Thanatos. I really needed to know. Gunslinger, you were saying, way of a thousand cuts. Now, in my early days of D2, I thought Gunslinger was cool because of the throwing knives. I really did enjoy the throwing knives ability. I like the fact that Bungie has now incorporated a path for for hunters to now accentuate that throwing knife ability. And here we go. The way of a thousand cuts perk lets you throw an in- oh sorry super lets you throw an entire fan of them using the knife trick ability, lighting enemies on fire. While they're burning, the Burning Edge perk will fill up your dodge, and Playing with Fire perk will grant you energy for knife trick if you manage to kill the burning enemies currently lit aflame, if you will. So again, it's a cyclical tree of perks that lead to your super. The cool super, though... Or the interesting super, I'm curious about how this plays out, is called the Blade Barrage. Barrage. Which, barrage. Which sacrifices some of the utility of the golden gun for knives at once while in the air. And um, so this, as a quick side note, I should have said this at the beginning, but a lot of this information in my notes come from GameInformer.com. Right now, they have a month-long... It's kind of like IGN, where they get their IGN first, where they get a month of coverage and exclusive coverages. Well, Game Informer happens to have a little sweet spot next to Bungie, where they got a bunch of exclusive information that they've been dumping on us week after week. So Game Informer has unleashed a, a plethora... Of exclusive first look content. A cornucopia and of a, content. Yes, Oni, a cornucopia of content. I will probably insert a spoiler warning prior to jumping into this whole segment. <laughs> that if you want to go in blind into this content, don't listen. Um, before I move on further, did you have Oni? Did you, you were shaking your head as I was sharing this whole golden gun? crap of Blade Barrage, did you have a counterpoint, or do you want me to finish the Golden Gun part? Um, no, no, you're good. I can I can talk to you about the uh, knife juggling afterwards. I was telling Matt about it earlier. Okay. Matt, like, Nick was the, yep. quiet when he jumped in. Is it detrimental to our listeners? Do they need to know this, or is this just a side conversation? It's No, it's just a way to have infinite knives right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All but, right. There's two things kind of to know about the blade barrage. One, if you barrage, have I got corrected, Nick. It was barrage. It was barrage. It's barrage. Okay, I got corrected. It you was barrage. barrage. Okay, <laughs> let me. Fin- can I finish this off? Let me hard cut to the finishing off the explanation, and then you cut in hard with your. <clears throat> Here we go. The blade barrage. Sacrifices some of the utility of the golden gun for pure damage, letting you fire several knives at once while in the air. Um, in Game Informer's playtesting, 
because we're quoting a little bit from their information. Uh, they were able to fire one volley of knives in front of them, then turn around and fire a second volley. So it's kind of like you can kind of get two hits or two directional hits with the super. You can take out, you know, maybe a knight in front of you and then quickly turn around. It's kind of like the, um, the, I'm trying to blank here. What's the arrow shot super of hunters? What is that? The void. Night stalker. Night stalker. So like night stalker with the shadow shot can shoot several times in different directions. So it's kind of a little bit of flavor of that, but with the knife, with the knives. A built-in quiver. I know. It's crazy. Well, alright, I'm going to pause real quick because I feel like Thanatos had a few statements to make. Yeah, I actually watched the video from the devs on this one, and this one was kind of interesting. The way it works, they might, um, Game Informer might have played through it and saw it work that way, but the way it was shown in the, the, the devs' videos and the way they were describing it is if you have multiple targets, he, they'll do a barrage of blades which will fly out all of them will home in and hit that target that one target if there are multiple targets they will scatter everywhere and divide and hit everything i'm uh i'm gonna briefly stop you right there and i will put a link down in our description that the same video i watched i watched it several times to see that there was a quick throw and then it was literally a very split half second turn and additional throw of more blades. So I think that's what they're talking about. I don't think there's any targeting to this. I think it really is you need to skill level aim at the direction you want to throw these blades and that you get two opportunities to do that based on what I saw. Uh, well, but, the devs were saying it was made to be um, hunter easy mode. It was meant to auto lock on everything. It, it seriously looks like fan of knives. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's meant to tar- it's meant to auto target, so the hunter doesn't have to think about it. They go into their basically, ultimate, they jump in the air and go kill everything. So basically, the hunter turns into gambit and just throws out a fan mind, of cards. Now you find. <laughs> okay, let's conclude with Night Stalker: Way of the Wraith. So the way this one plays Blade out, exactly. <laughs> Way of the Wraith focuses on getting an undetected focuses uh, sorry focuses on getting in undetected and scoring quick kills. So starting by scoring a precision kill while your health is full to have the perk flawless execution kick in which grants you invisibility and then the perk true sight kicks in letting you see enemies through walls. It's kind of like Foe Tracker, where you see a little indication that someone's behind an area uh, to hunt down your targets. Hit a foe with a melee attack quickly after, and you'll weaken them with the perk Shattering Strike, which reduces their damage output. If that doesn't finish them off, your perk Corrosive Smoke Bomb melee Ability explodes in a line, slowing and damaging enemies from afar. With your enemies slowed, you're free to land a few precision shots on them, turning you invisible through the, again, flawless execution perk and starting the cycle over. Again, Bungie's all about that cyclical action. 
Uh, for those of you who love the Night Stalker's tool set but prefer a more active super than firing an arrow to decrease DPS, like our tethering, uh, the Spectral Blades super not only lets you roam for kills instead of landing a single shot, but do so while invisible, letting you pick up foes before they notice you. So this, so, this is some interesting opportunities. So Blade Dancer from D1. Yeah, it basically Dude. what it what it what it looks like is they took the Blade Dancer. Um, oh, what's it called? Blink Strike, and, and basically like put it on the Night Stalker and made it invisible at the same time. So you're like even extra harder to like even like figure out where uh, the heck you're coming from. Hold on, after they nerfed after they nerfed stealth. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Teach his own. Am I right? Yeah. So, Blink Strike is amazing, though. So I, I will probably be using this. this we're going to have a whole play. bunch of Night Stalker play. hunters rock, walking around going, I'm Elmer Fudd. <laughs> I'm hunting wabbits. And just out of nowhere, come out of invisibility, slash, slash, dicey, dicey. Exactly. Exactly. That would be me. That's, so. that's, <laughs> like, that's what it was. That's what it was in D1 is a freaking Blade Dancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Exactly. On a quick Go on ahead. on the blade on the blade dancer subclass in D one, if you crouched for like two seconds, you would stealth for like five or six seconds. So you could crouch you could crouch behind a corner, stealth, and then pop out and then just unload an entire auto rifle onto somebody and get that kill. Yep. Crazy That's raw crazy. reactions here. <laughs> And then um, there's the Titan we got to talk about. We got. Okay. Titan. Are you are you tracking notes or? Okay, there I we am. go. I am. All right. Uh, Thanatos, would you guide us swiftly through the great, interesting aspects of the Titan? Are you cool with that? Yeah. No. no, no, no. I'm not the only Titan player here, though. As as. I, uh, Mr. Oni one one also said. As had been made aware of us, yes. Uh, but uh, the first one on the list, we have Sentinel. Um, Code of the Commander. Apparently, we are a riot team leader. Um, so, um, but, like, uh, I'm just going to go straight to a super. His banner shield. Go for it. Yeah, for the, the Sentinel's most known for, like, Captain America shield. One of the things you could do is you can hold, like, the block on it, and you create a wall that you can't get hit. But now that shield is even more impressive and it covers a much larger area. But here's the cool thing. You can shoot through it. Your team players can shoot through it through the other, through the one side, but anything on the other side stops. This is something I think the Titan fan base has been asking for in a long time is the ability to shoot enemies through it on the defense side. Am I right? Oh yeah. Well, if you look at the cabal, the cabal, um, um, shield guys, I forget their names. Phalanx. The Phalanx people. Phalanx. They have their shield up and they're shooting through it. Why can't we? That makes sense. Okay. But all, but also, it's kind of like a classic um, tactic that a lot of players have been wanting anyway. You know what I mean? Like I've heard it. No. Oh, I was shaking no to my wife. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> she asked me a question. Right. <laughs> um. No, um, but um, think about it, though. The, the applications of this are going to be endless, especially in 
team games like Control. You go to take. I'm that- excited about what we could pull off in the Whisper, and I'm so sorry we didn't talk about that at the beginning of the episode because <laughs> that's kind of relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like every um, new class is getting like a new grenade or some sort of perk that goes along with that. And the Sentinel's new one is Controlled Demolition. Um, I like so it. you plant a detonator on a target and then you shoot it and it creates this bubble that fills up, fills up, fills up, and a boom, boom. That resupplies any of your team members, heals you and your allies, also gr- granting grenade energy. And uh, along with that is if you use your tactical strike melee ability, it'll cause that to make a void explosion that lands and spreads to other people. And it just like this purple ooze starts going to other people that you could shoot and expand and make bigger and explode and explode and explode. I can only guess guess what that's going to do with something like Graviton Lance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I heard some creepy squeaking of a door opening earlier. I don't know who that was. What? Shooting purple ooze with more purple ooze? Yes. (laughs) It'll be very oozy. Purple purple ooze explosions. (laughs) So oozy. Okay. All right. Now, um, the one I'm actually more excited about than any of the others is actually the striker. I thought I was going to be really excited about the sunbreaker, but we'll get back to that. I'm also. Let's call it. Code Superman. Yes. Uh, Hashtag code (laughs) of the missile. Yeah. Ah, dude, dude. Code of the missile. Um, It's a a perk that was in D1 that they needed to bring back. As you crash land into your enemies. Yeah. Um, It's a whole bunch of these different things, but um, code of the missile is actually one of the perks. Um, it's your melee. You could be running. You have your normal shoulder charge and all this. So you're running, you jump, and then you hit your melee. Your guy's going to launch in the air, come back down, and slam. Boom. Um, and it just makes a nice area of effect. Gives the Titan a little bit more of a feel of uh, going in like a wrecking ball. Um, or like, you know, Superman. They're going or... to wreck you. You know. T- the so, Titan launches into the air like a flipping superhero. From... Well, that's that's Thundercrash. Then they're, they're super. Oh, go ahead. They're oh, okay. They are putting it on the super as well. Okay. Yeah, you you have There's... your super, and then his melee. His melee is also that code of the missile where you jump in and go, raw, bam. The scene I was thinking of is uh, the Titan being able to launch himself into the air. Then quickly, like, fly through the sky like a yeah. freaking missile, and then choose where to drop that, himself that into the old, mist. That is his hashtag Joe's drunk. What I mean, that is the super now, but his, his <laughs> melee call it what it is, dude. But, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Thanatos. I was describing what I literally saw in yeah. the in the in the trailer, dude. No, oh. I, I, I saw it too, along with the melee, like his, his melee for the new, new uh, super. I mean, the new uh, subclass, you pretty much get a mini Fist of Havoc. You do that one blast. You just jump up in the air and go, ba-bam, slam into the ground. All right, but the Thunder Crash... Oh, Len, go ahead. 
No, 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 you could keep going. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Don't be disrupted. Go ahead. Um, the Thunder Crash, just like uh, Blue Streak was saying, um, you're going to pull Superman, Neo, whoever is the bigger badass than you want to call out. You're going to jump up into the air. You're going to fly around, find your destination, and hone in and go, bam, causing a mass explosion. Instead of multiple fists of havoc slams you get one nuclear blast that you just boom yeah you're hyper maneuverable you get to fly around really really quickly and this is going to give them some mobility that the titans haven't had is everyone okay i just want i just want to applaud you sir as being like a trooper while i'm being like my drunk photographer shenanigans and like flashes and my seven-year-old coming out of her bedroom talking to mommy. All right. While Amy drops her switch on the floor. Who knows what she was in the middle of. I applaud you. Thank you. Nick for maintaining solidarity in your commentary while all this crap is happening around you. Yeah. I'm yeah. a hard cut here. Yeah. Okay. All right, and Oni111. Let's bring it into some hammer time. Sweet. Moving Whoa. on to the Sunbreaker. It's called the uh, Code of the Devastator. Uh, first off, I want to say the Titan gets a ranged melee, finally. You get to throw your hammer like a throwing knife. Well, hold and on. When, Was that not the case you... before? No. <laughs> no, yeah, no. No, no. My bad. No, when you when when you do throw this hammer, it will stay wherever it lands. And when you pick it up, it fully recharges your melee ability. <laughs> okay? Now the the first synergy perk that goes good with this is called the tireless warrior. When you pick up your hammer, it causes you to heal yourself or start health regeneration instantly. Causes you. Like it's a yeah, mistake. It causes you, it causes you to heal. Yeah, yeah. You accidentally heal your health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, the next perk going on from there is called Roaring Flames. Each solar damaging kill with the throwing hammer ups to triple damage buff. Nice. Dang. So if you, if you get one solar hammer melee kill, pick it up get another solar melee hammer kill, pick it up. You can get it to stack three times, kind of like Chains of Woe or that other, the, like the, the Hunter precision shots to the head where it causes your super to recharge faster. Epic. And then the super is called Burning Maul. The super is a siege hammer, which creates a giant flaming hammer. Kind of like the one from the uh, Iron Lords expansion from D1, where you get that giant two-handed hammer. Uh, the the thing I've been waiting for. Right. The Titan spins around doing a cyclone. You repeatedly tap your primary fire. Um, so, like, you, if you tap the primary fire on the weapon, you'll spin around doing, like, a tornado attack, kind of like a whirlwind for a warrior or something. And your secondary fire will cause the Titan to smash his hammer into the earth, sending a tornado of flames forward. An actual tornado, too. <laughs> yeah, of, of flames, nonetheless. <laughs> it's, a flame. <laughs> it, it's a 
fiery tornado. <laughs> Flaming tornado. Actually in the game. Yeah. <sighs> That's crazy. Pretty, uh, pretty epic there. Especially with the uh, ranged melee, finally. Right. Uh, you know what I appreciate about the creators? Or the, t- the two leads of Destiny. And even the devs of Destiny, period. Is that they just... They're cu- currently, they're on, like, this tangent of... Yes, let's break the game. Because in D1, you went through these supers and these different things coming out that essentially broke the game and by break the game meaning they're not balanced enough they basically OP'd your point right there Nick right at the beginning of D2 Nick was saying that he didn't feel that you know the subclasses were where they should be you remember Oh no, and, and that's and... that's what they're, that's what they're bringing it to. And in D one, from the beginning to where it finally got to, it just felt like you know it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Right, and but but that's what they're saying is like they they made their adjustments with base game D two, and they thought that that was that was the direction people wanted. And granted, it was backed up by Activision a little bit, wanting to like broaden their audience and bring more casual gamers in. And and then Activision and Bungie saw, crap, our game is losing its momentum because it's more inviting to casual gamers, but we're losing our hardcore base, the people that stream this, the people that play this as a hobby, the people that log into this game daily. And, and yeah. yeah, and and they're like, obviously we made a mistake. Activision is like, you guys need to fix this. We're on a ten year contract. Bungie's like, we know. And so for the last year, they've been working towards what we're seeing now, which is that whole the hobbyist gameplay, the streamers gameplay. The we're giving you such a reason to grind. For things that doesn't seem monotonous, that doesn't end with a few hours of gameplay, and we're done. Okay, we've covered everything. Um, I'm anyway. Sorry. It was like they were thinking, like, "What's happening to our game? We need to fix it." I have an idea. Give them a big fucking hammer, and we're like, "Yes." Or or bring the grind back. Yeah. The grind. The grind in general. Um, well, now I, now instead talk, of, you know, Captain America, now you're going to be Thor. All right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's briefly wrap up with Warlock, because even though none of us are maining Warlock, I don't want to well, dismiss... I might after this. Are you ready if I hit it? Or do you want to hit it, Nick? Hit, no, hit, hit it. it fast and hard. I'm seconding. Okay. My secondary is Warlock. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with the Voidwalker, which is attunement of fusion and the uh super is fission. being called yeah fission sorry a fission you're fine attunement of fission yes it, it it's nova warp okay <laughs> and it lets you it, it lets you teleport and when you teleport you explode you wasn't a, this you wasn't this wasn't this described by the devs as being like this anime thing where oh, you're ba- like where 
where uh, Goku instant transmissions. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Destiny players know it as what? What's this? Basically, it's a blink strike, but blink. instead of just Blinking. blink strike, you're actually going to be exploding, which yeah. actually seems well, to be well, really but- fun. Right, but to be fair, though, you're blinking a couple times and then exploding. No, well, right. no, this this right? claim this claims that every time you blink, you cause a mini explosion, or <laughs> you can hold the explosion button and just do an, a large increased radius explosion. Right, or you and, could zip around like an invisible ninja yeah, and uh, then unleash it, some wrath. Yeah, you or you can tap it to just teleport and each time you teleport it causes a little mini explosion boom 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 i love that that like that makes me excited to just try it out like mess with it you know right and then the uh melee is getting changed to atomic breach the void walker melee attack generates a void explosion ahead of the warlock so that that range to the warlock melee that everybody was upset about is just getting further exacerbated here. Or, as a secondary option, you could turn that into a handheld supernova, the grenade. Uh, kind of no, like kind of like consuming the grenade. Kind of, but this is the melee, so it's going to be like I want to say if we're sticking with the anime references here. It's going to be more like a Rasengan from Naruto. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. In all, yeah. In, all, in, all, in all fairness, a mini void explosion in front of your hand, it's, it's going to be like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, absolutely. And then, and then the first synergy perk is going to be called Handheld Supernova. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that classic? <laughs> right? Holding the grenade button will allow you to eat your grenade also like devour from the other subclass mm-hmm. which causes your victims which causes explosions when victims uh explosion and within the vicinity of the warlock so like a, a localized love to see that on yourself mm-hmm. i gotta watch some montage clips on youtube or something i want to see that happen you know what i mean you, you know what i would be... like yeah go ahead go ahead say, you know go what ahead. i like to see that they haven't done in destiny um, and it would make sense to put it like on the freaking Sentinel remote explosive, like one of his grenades. He throws it, he can hit the, the button again, and it explodes it. That made it like kind of like you plant C four and then run away, and then explode it from a distance. Yeah, kind of like plant it on like control point B or something. Yeah, so you know there's a bunch of and blow it up. Yeah, I got you. That'd be pretty sweet. Why haven't they done that? Because that would be broken as shit. Yeah, I guess it will. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> if any class needs it, it'd be the Sentinel. Hey. No, if any let, class needs a, a good freaking grenade, it's a freaking Hunter. Because the Hunter does not have any kind of, like, Titan grenade that sits there and, like, does electrical damage, pulse grenade, you know. Oh, it doesn't have the pulse, the vortex, or the fusion grenade from the warlock. No, you can just tether us. Yeah, and prevent Let's... you from using your supers <laughs> or the other ability. I hate hold on, hold on. There... for that. 
Okay, <laughs> okay hold can, on. I'm gonna, I'm hold gonna, on. Can I move on to the next perk? Or? Yes. Go for Jump in. Go ahead. Okay. The, the next perk is the sustainability perk, which is called Dark Matter. Void ability kills will restore ability, energy, and health. So similar. And grenade energy. That's a, ability. So you're going to get melee. Right. You're going to get and grenade. Get super. And you're probably going to get rift, I assume. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But rift, the, the, melee, grenade. The, the big thing there is the health regen that they have on pretty much every other class, except for the Cataclysm one. Right. Now, you covered Fission. There's two There's two other trees we could follow. The Attunement of Grace, or which is Dawnblade, or the Stormcaller Attunement of Control. Uh, one I kind of wanted to mention was Attunement of Control, because we've got a freaking Iron Man death beam. In this one, can can I hit the uh, grace then? Yeah, go, do, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go for your two minute control before you. But get... where? Okay, okay. Real quick, real quick. We'll hit this with um, as you kill enemies, they may drop ionic traces, um, which as a perk refills your grenade melee and rift super energy when collected. That, well, that's, uh, should... that's the pulse wave perk, correct? Pulse Wave will give you and your allies a speed boost. Oh, okay. Actually. Now, the Ionic Traces is something you can collect, oh. which adds to your grenade, melee, and rift. Um, should you happen to get injured while collecting them, Pulse Wave, your second perk, will give you and your allies a speed boost, which will hopefully let you escape danger. Um, or you may take a chance at hitting your foes with the perk Ball Lightning, which is a ranged melee attack that produces a slow projectile that shoots out lightning. Now, uh, important you get a grenade when, as a melee. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, when when casting your super chaos reach, as using it as the at, at the right time could mean using it more regularly. After activating it, you fire an intense beam of arc energy. We called it the Iron Man maneuver. I would more almost um, keep with the anime version and say it's Kamehameha wave. Yeah. Well, which you know, and it, and it quickly. Wait, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, it ten. quickly <laughs> eviscerates anything in its path. If you happen to catch an enemy unaware, you can activate it, kill them quickly, then activate your super again to stop the beam. This is one of the, this is one of the few supers. Where you can stop it halfway through the burn, which is ridiculous, which is crazy. No, no other perk or subclass offers this. Where you activate your beam, you kill what's there, and then hey, Bungie decided let's let's let them stop it mid burn, and it's already halfway built up, so we'll just let it accumulate as is actively. And so half the amount of time to build it back up to a full super is available. This is ridiculous. And this is this is with the Stormcaller Attunement of Control subclass. The Stormcaller lets you stop the death beam halfway, quarter way, whenever you decide to stop it. And then you can build your super back up at that point. You don't have to start from the base. That, that's crazy to me. 
But it, it's only allowing you to kill at least maybe only one person while it's active. Instead I of mean, multiple. That, but, right, but that's true with any super, though, Doozer. I mean, think about this. If we could, if we could shoot off one gunslinger golden gun shot and then stop it, be like, oh, you know, there's so many times we activate our super at the wrong time. Maybe we get one kill or we get no kills, and we're like, okay, now I get to wait for the burn to finish, and then I have to spend three minutes waiting for my super to build back up. Or you only get one, only, or you only get one shot, and then you gotta wait for all of it to come back. Or, or you get one kill, and you wait for that super to burn down, and you're like, "Cool, now I gotta wait again." This is one of those rare exceptions. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, okay, Oni, real quick, moving forward to wrap this up. You wanted okay. to talk about Void Walker? No, 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 no Dawnblade. No, Dawnblade. Atonement of Grace. Yep. So okay, my bad. The, Go ahead. The melee ability it, it burns enemies and buffs your allies, kind of similar to like what Empowering Rift does, where it buffs your allies' attack damage. And then the uh, right the next perk is called Divine Protection. You can hold your grenade, kind of similar to like what the Void Walker can do, and then throw it out. And it launches health for allies and also drops overshield orbs. You can turn it into what they call blessings. So instead of like an attack option, this yeah. becomes... You actually turn into a healer of what like Radiance used to be. This is... this Is, is it this one or Titans where for the first time we see a subclass that acts as an actual support, support class it's this rather one. rather than pure offense it's this one right. the the next the next perk is called benevolent dawn any healing or buffed al- uh, abil- buffing abilities regenerate the warlock's non super abilities so your melee your grenade, grenade and your rift and then the super i'm excited for <laughs> it's called Well of Radiance. The, the super of Well of Radiance, in which the Guardian sticks their sword into the ground and creates a large rift that both heals and buffs allies. This buff lasts for 30 seconds. This is a one-stop raid DPS regeneration. So you not only generate overshield orbs, but when you do use those abilities, you get your non-super ability back, and you create a healing and empowering rift with your super that lasts for 30 seconds. Right. I, I wonder if this will synergize with the cape that allows rift to push back. Well, this just kind of... Okay. Sorry, I mean, just as a side note, it, it points out that it doesn't stack with your rift, which prevents the DPS or healing from getting too out of control. But it also means you should be able to effectively empower your team for the duration of two. And this is this is Game Informer's quote in their article. They wrote. It should be effectively enough to empower your team for the duration of two callous 
damage plates. They're referring to the raid. Well, I mean, one one plate doesn't even last 30 seconds, so... This says two callous damage plates, so I don't know how long that implies. I'd, I'd like to know what the radius is on the effect of the when you stab your sword in. If it's just the size of a rift, or if it um, is... We're talking about no, uh, a, two minutes of control, right? Yeah, when I saw a video, it was it was actually a rather big circle. Um, it's like, it says, it's, like, it's like a it's, circle, like a control circle for like control. Like it's that big around. So can do you think it would be able? Well, okay. Well, it's it's actually the bubble is based off the same distance the Ward of Dawn used to cover. Okay, that won't hit two plates then. This says the Well of Radiance Super is a one-stop raid DPS and point control super. By planting your Dawn Blade into the ground. It casts an enormous rift, which both greatly heals and empowers allies. It doesn't stack with your rift, which prevents the DPS or healing from getting too out of control, but also means you should be able to effectively empower your team for the duration of two callous callous damage plates. It should cover the length of two plates in the raid of callous. No, the duration. That's why I just no, said no, no. the duration yeah. of two callus plates. Duration well, is time. I was yeah, making that's why I just said time, not the the space yeah, that, covering. That's what I, I was. I know what I was it, the only description the only description we're given in Game Informer article is that it casts an enormous rift. Is all that it, it said. It doesn't give the exact well, amount. When when I saw the video for it, it looked like basically like a control point as as big as that type of rift right meaning you could have like all five of your team members within a vicinity yeah so um, now in destiny we effectively have a medic yeah we have an actual like medic support class yeah, no, nick nick is right it does it does give healing the uh, grenade when you hold it. Yeah. Which right. is going to be very important PVE if you're doing raids and shit. Like uh, that that nice segment right right between uh, escalation waves. If your party's almost dead. Nick, I want to point out one thing before we conclude the episode. Before we get to the wrap up point. To, to to Matt to all of you guys, Lynn, Matt, and Nick. Um, as of the day I went to Nevada on vacation, the day I went out there, I was at a hundred and ten hours of gameplay in Destiny before coming to Nevada. As of the day I got to Nevada, to right now, which is only two maybe three weeks now. I've almost logged in 200 hours in the last three weeks. 200 hours in the last three weeks. That's not that's not normal for me. Um, my wife is starting to feel <laughs> neglected. Feel feel that. When I got back, I logged in 100 hours while I was in Nevada. 
I, Lynn, I don't know how it happened. Between the kids playing out in the backyard and you and me just vegging, I got 100 hours in one week while in Nevada. And then in the last week or two, I've logged in another 50. So, bottom line, I'm almost at the 300-hour mark, which on the Xbox dashboard has put me in the 14th place. Matt's up in the uh, 5th or 6th place. Water Malone is just above him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brayhan, I don't know who Brayhan is, but he's become a friend of mine and Nick's and part of us. Brayhan's my buddy from Texas I've been playing with. I He's know. the one that's he, getting me through ex- es- escalations and raids and he, shit. I know. I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to tell Matt and Lynn that Brayhan has 1,100 hours in Destiny 2. Shout out so to Brayhan. Shout. This, this will be an outtake. Shout out to you, Brayhan. He is in the second spot on my friends list. He's in number two out of the top in first. 20 list. I don't know. I'll have to look. I'll look later. I don't care right now. I just wanted to point out that there is someone with more than 600 hours. Kevin Water Malone has 600 hours. Matt has 550. I don't know where Lynn stacks among that because he's not on our Xbox list. Well, no, I mean, I'm I'm like, what, two hours a night, maybe, during the weekday? S- same with me, though, recently, which is why I've racked up almost 300 hours. Like yeah, today. But you also have three different characters, and you might, you know. I have 300 hours on one character. I hunt her main almost 300 hours of a hunter. That being said. Like today, I was let's, on from let's, noon to seven. Yeah, let's, 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 you're going sideways, Lynn. You must have moved your phone side. There you are. Okay. Let's, let's get to a wrap up point. I want to make a quick shout out for the listeners, for the Destiny 2 fans in our clan that we play with that probably will listen to this. So here it goes. Alright guys, so here's the thing. We've been running long. We covered, you know, the supers. There's a lot of content we didn't get to yet. Um, I'm going into a moving phase at the end of August. Hopefully I'm moving into a new house. Where, pardon me, I'll have a permanent recording location. We'll be able to do this more often. But, and I should have done this at the beginning of the episode, but here's the thing. If you guys are part of our clan, Nerdentials clan on Destiny, or if you're our friends on Xbox Live, I want to get a personal shout out to a few of you that we've been playing with fairly consistently, and that me personally... And I'm sure, sure, Matt and Nick, Doozer and Thanatos, can agree upon this that we've had a blast playing with you guys. Um, correct me, guys, if I've if I've missed anyone. But I would like to sh- give a shout out to Brayhan from Texas. Seven seven seven. Yep, I'd like to give a shout out to King Ruben, basketball player extraordinaire. Thank you for joining us in our late night adventures. You, I I even played with King Ruben. You, Lynn? Seriously? When, no, when Only you were one here. One. When he was when on Netflix. You're right. Sorry. Shout out to King Ruben again. Oni111 jumped on my account when I was in Nevada, and he got to play with him. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, bro. Um, shout out to a couple classic guys that we play with often. Dr. I'd Confused. like to give Dr. Confused and Water Malone. It's Water Malone. <laughs> 
Watermelon K-Dog. We've done some collaborations with you on Sea of Thieves. Shout out to you. We've had fun with you guys on Destiny. Um, am I missing anyone else right now? I've got two for PlayStation. Okay, Lynn, <laughs> Oni11, one, one. Uh, give a shout out to your one, PlayStation one, one. peeps. I got EK00, who's Jamie, and then Ken Angry. Those I know the, Ken Angry. Those are, those are the ones that I play with the most. And True's, shout out. True's been putting on some time. Oh, True yes, Alpha. we can't forget True Alpha. He's on our Discord, and we've played a few things with him on, on Destiny. Shout out to you, dude. Shoot. If we're missing anyone else, we'll catch you guys in the next episode, unless you guys think of it as I'm closing out. Um, I actually want to send out a shout out to the whole clan I've been playing with a little bit. It's part of uh, Brehon's clan, Lords of Dread. They helped me through Escalation and um, uh, freaking... Uh, the raid. So they were all Shout awesome. Shout out to Lords of Dread. Yeah. Mezzi and uh, Naval and Brehan. Yeah. Anyway, guys, high fives to you and shout outs to you, the players, the clans. Guys, if you're interested in following what's going on with the Nerds of Destiny, join us on the clickable link for the Discord. It is associated with Nerdentials Media. Because we also head up an, a, a, a whole nother thing covering films, TV, video games, and comic books. But for the nerd, for the Destiny fans out there, join us on there. We've got channels dedicated to Destiny chat. Um, we also have LFG. Join our clan, Nerdentials. If you guys are looking for players to join up, we're on all around the globe at different hours. Hit us up. We're also on Twitter. All three of us, all four of us are on Twitter. We love Fi- to be Twitter. Or, or, or just hop on the freaking Discord and say, hey, I need somebody to play with. We'll just jump. Somebody off. Well, somebody someone off. play with in Destiny. Um, That's right. However, <laughs> but you know what? Maybe, the only maybe. people listening are probably Destiny players right now because that's what this episode is. So. That being said, go to nerdentialsmedia.com or click on the links down below. Find all our links, everything else we do. Guys, it has been a blast chatting about Destiny. We will be on a more consistent schedule later this fall. But for now, thank you for listening. For me, Blue Streak, Thanatos, Oni, and Doozer. We are the Nerds of Destiny. And as Oni said it in the previous episode, I like how he ended it. (laughs) Join us in the next reset. Oh, there we go. There it is. We'll see how that goes. Did you not watch to the end of the pilot, Doozer? Dude, I thought it was kind of funny, though. How we always keep saying we'll see you on the other side, and you finally got the sparrow the other side. (laughs) So you're actually on the uh, other side? Finally. He's on the other side. It's precious, isn't it?